From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplug Roundtable Discussion for March 17th, 2010. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by our team of Disney experts, John Magi, Kevin Close, Corey Martin, Julie Martin, and Leah Zanola. Back in the peanut gallery, Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Leah's husband, David Zanola, and of course, Teresa Eccles. In this week's show, our Disney senior editor, Leah Zanola, will tell us about in-room babysitting at Disney Resorts after her recent visit. And I will have my review of the Caribbean Beach Resort, all that, plus this week's news and roundtable rapid fire on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everyone. A uh, couple of items we have for uh, for housekeeping. Um, want to uh, remind everybody about our blog, DizUnplugged.com. Got a couple of really good uh, blogs up there right now. Nancy Johnson, our Disneyland correspondent, just uh, put up uh, a tour she took of the Walt Disney Studios in Burbank, which looks really interesting, a tour we're going to get to do, some of us, uh, on our Adventures by Disney trip in a couple of weeks, which I'm really excited about. Less than a month away. Less than a month away. And then, of course, uh, Dave Parfit put up a blog about uh, the dedication to the Sherman brothers, Richard and Robert Sherman. Uh, the window on Main Street in Disneyland. And, of course, we had uh, Richard Sherman. We had an interview with Richard Sherman on the show last week, which was just terrific. I think that was one of Dave's best interviews so far to date. So uh, I also want to let everyone know that uh, we are going to start doing our Universal show our, uh, again. Uh, we're going to be doing it once a month. It's going to go up the last Monday of every month starting this month which is going to be what date is that I want, to say, I want to say the 29th but yes it is very good Julie's uh, I'm sorry I have my dates down she, right, now. right now she's got her <laughs> dates down so uh, uh, March 29th our Universal show will, will go up if you have any questions about Universal that you would like us to discuss on that show just send them through to podcast at www.info.com, and we'll try and get to as many of them as we can. We're going to have uh, it's going to be an interesting show. We've got a review of uh, the Royal Pacific Resort, some discussions about Harry Potter, and uh, since it's actually going to be Universal slash Sea World, we have uh, animal expert Corinne Fry, good friend of Walter, Walter's and mine, who's going to talk about what happened at Sea World recently with the killer whale and the trainer. Uh, she has some she has some strong opinions on on that, and uh, she's going to be here with us to share it. That's going to be on the 29th. So if you have, like I said, if you have any questions you want to ask Corinne or any of us, podcast at www.info.com. And uh, also, uh, this is going to be Julie's last show for a little while while she uh, goes out on maternity <laughs> leave. The uh, The newest addition to the Martin family will be with us. On the twenty fifth, yeah. so check up tomorrow. Is it too late to start a baby pool? Yes, uh, <laughs> I think I'd win. <laughs> we should have just told you guys and let you have a little pool going and let it be like a big joke. That would have been fun or fun for John. <laughs> now there is something I do want to let 
uh, all of our Disney Cruise Line fans know about. We're going to be trying to get this word out. Uh, it has come through the grapevine to me that uh, Disney Cruise Line is pulling their hair out. They love the Diz. They love the Dizzers. Absolutely love them. But we're ruining their stuff. Um, we're taping things onto our stateroom doors. And when we take them down, it, some of the finish on the doors is coming with them. And they're fine with the fish extenders. They're fine with anything magnetic. But they would really like it if we'd stop taping stuff to the doors. Uh, they are prepared to start levying fines if people don't stop taping things to the doors. So That's I, understandable. Yeah, it really is. It's, I, I cannot at all fault them for that. Uh, you know, it's just it's a maintenance nightmare. Do other groups do it, or were we just the biggest group? We're the it? biggest group by far. I mean, a lot of people do it, but chances are really strong if you're walking through the ship and you see a door fully decorated, it's a dizzer. Mm. Um, a while ago, they did ask people to just put magnetic things on their doors. I think now they're kind of, you know, really going to start cracking down on this. So. Any craft shop will have um, magnets that, magnets, yeah, you yeah. can glue to the back of whatever you're going to put on the door, and that way, just take it down without damage. Exactly, anything. exactly. So. Uh, just asking everyone uh, to please, A, spread the word, and B, if you're going on a cruise and you're inclined to decorate your door, please be conscientious of uh, of the property. And, you know, we all want to share our passion, but we don't want to ruin... I wouldn't want stuff taped to my door. You know, ruin You can get stuff. creative using the magnets. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to be posting this on our Disney Cruise Line forum as well, just asking people to please stop using adhesives on whatever they decorate their door with. And also, those of you who subscribe to the show via iTunes will find an additional file uh, this week, uh, our video uh, from the Caribbean Beach Resort that goes along with our review. So that's what I have for housekeeping. Anybody else? Anything in housekeeping? Nope. No? Nope. Nobody to say thank you to? Nobody to give prizes to? Mm-mm. Really? Wow, so like a five minute housekeeping. That's a that's a first. Cool. We can, we can make stuff up stuff up if you want us to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. That's all right. We will No, we should say thank you to Dave and Leah, actually. For oh, yes. some of us to dinner at Ohana. Um we went and had dinner with some of the class members from his class at his communications yeah, class communications class couldn't think his of the word. we're going to disney world class yes <laughs> that's what the students thought it was now they got I, a little upset when they had to work actually i'm i'm really glad you brought that up because uh you know every time ohana is mentioned uh, i usually go semi-apoplectic um about ohana i have to tell you that dinner was delicious that was my first time that dinner was delicious the food was excellent it's mm-hmm. a different menu uh it's really good it I was really it. really good and Lapoa, the entertainer, she was, was there. there. And I, I have to tell you something. I thought she did a wonderful job. She did. She did a wonderful job entertaining that room, uh, entertaining the kids. Uh, she is so much better than the guy, with the Don Ho guy with the ukulele. I couldn't Did deal she with have her ukulele? Yes, she did. But she was, it wasn't so loud and obnoxious that you're like, oh, my God, go away. Um, and I, I, I thought, she, and she really, she, she focused on our table. It's and the biggest table. We were the in huge there. table. We were right I mean, 20 people in the middle of the restaurant. 
And and she really, you know, you could tell people were having an awful lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, and so I just I just want to say that you know I, I thought Lapoa did a did an awesome awesome job, and I thought Ohana honestly that dinner was I can't wait to go back. Fantastic. Yeah, I actually I mean Walter Walter even enjoyed it. And again, you know, another Disney restaurant that uh, you know uh, Dave and I are both diabetic and. Uh, Asked for a sugar-free dessert, and they went and made us something. They went and, we and made had us something. One vegetarian at the table, and a vegetarian. The vegetarian dish oh, yeah. was amazing. Was he did a really awesome job. This vegetarian dish that the chef created. So, really, I got to say, uh, you know, kudos to to uh, Ohana's. That was a that was really enjoyable. And yes, thank you very much, Dave and Leah, for for inviting us. Is it Ohana under? Thanks for coming. Ohana's under a different chef now. It might, well, yeah, I would assume so because I'm this. I think of who it is. I can't remember who went there. Emerald. No, it's not Emerald. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was very nice when he came out to. Um, I forget. Her, I can't remember any of their names. The vegetarian, Courtney. Courtney. Um, he said, "I heard you don't like any of my food." You know, he was teasing her, and she's like, "No, no, I enjoyed the salad and like all this other vegetable stuff." He's like, "I'll make you something." She was very, you know, you don't have to, and it's okay. I can just eat what you know I can. There are any a number of denominators that can change on any night, and yeah. I tell people all the time, "This is a, when I do reviews. Snapshot. It's a snapshot." Oh yeah, I'm not taking anything away from you. No, I'm not. I'm just all. saying, but I'm really glad to hear that you guys thought it was great. Well, I, I was supposed to be there, and I apologize that I couldn't. The last time, the last time I was there for dinner a few years ago it was atrocious. That's what I'm it saying. was absolutely atrocious, yeah. and yeah, I think it's worth re-reviewing because I got to tell you, the meat mm. uh, was so tender and so beautifully prepared, and the service was outstanding. Those dumplings were wonderful. The oh. dumplings were out of this world. Just I had really, to loosen a belt loop. I yeah. love the noodles. I'm a yeah. big. I, those I, were, I, those were good. so good. Really, I, I've got to say, uh, it it really uh, it really impressed me because you know when. You said Ohan. I'm like, oh lord, That's do what we, we have we to? We were surprised. Then. <laughs> and but you know, it's like, but I actually I went just to be with you guys mm-hmm. and to meet the class. That's mm-hmm. you know, I like I'll go for that. But the well, food. they loved it. They were glad that you guys all came. They had a, such a fun time. What a great group. Yeah. I want to say something yeah. about this. I sat next to Corey. <clears throat> I felt like I was eating like a bird. <laughs> that man can put away food. Oh, and then his sister was there yes, too, and she boy, to I don't know how many shirt these two put away. You know, it's 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 frightening. It's frightening how much they can eat and they don't gain any weight. Yeah, you know, it really kind of makes you sick. I'm gaining then, sympathy weight with Julie. And then Ferris was sitting there Me putting too. it away too. Yeah, Ferris, he Ferris was so cute. He never stopped eating the little guy and, and like, never and fussing, <laughs> eating and clapping, clapping and not fussing <laughs> and just. Could you John think? does that too. That's how I eat. <laughs> Clap. He really, really enjoyed the entertainment. So I can't wait till he can walk around and join the the oh, line. How cute will that be? Yeah. How cute will that be? Now it was a, it was a great night at Ohana. It really was. It was a wonderful dinner, wonderful entertainment, wonderful friends. It was a really good first night to our trip. Oh yeah, what a great way to kick it off. Yeah, what a great way to kick it off. So, all right, and with that, we will move on to the news with John Majai. I have some news that's actually breaking news at the moment. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> Kinda. Did you skip your meds? <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> I was I was giving you like breaking news. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, we we record this a day before it's released, so it's not going to be breaking news anymore. But uh, earthquake shakes Los Angeles area. A four point four magnitude earthquake rocked the Los Angeles area this morning. It's Armageddon. I'm telling you. Tuesday, March sixteenth, just after four a.m. local time. The earthquake was centered near Pico Rivera, a city of about 63,000. 
It's estimated that millions of people were shaken awake in the area about 10 miles east of downtown L.A. While the earthquake is considered light by the U.S. Geological Survey, it was centered in the highly populated Los Angeles Basin and felt throughout a wide region. The U.S. Geological Survey reports the strongest movement was felt in the area between downtown L.A. and Disneyland. Oh, my. The earthquake buckled the heavy-traveled Interstate 5, which created major morning rush hour traffic jams as crews worked to fix problems in the southbound lanes. People as far north as Ventura and as far south as the San Diego area, San Diego area, reported feeling the tremors. Okay, they better not have the big one while we're out there. Is that scary or what? It's going to be out there in a few weeks. If that didn't wake you up, my screaming probably will. (laughs) Oh, hope Florida doesn't have one. We might just break off and become an island. That'd be okay. <laughs> Take a cruise to come visit us. What's going on with the weather, though, and all these earthquakes? 4.4. That's, that's pretty big to me. I, I mean, I can think of what? Okay, so Haiti, Chile. Haiti um, again. The Cayman Islands. <laughs> and then also in Turkey, there was one. Yeah. And now California. I even told Corey the other day, I said, you just watch. I said, California's going to have one. Let's hope they get that out of their system before we get there. Yeah, really. All these earthquakes need to stop now. It's like the earth has indigestion. Who, who can we call? Just blame it on global warming. Yeah, right. <laughs> who can we call? Al Gore. Al Gore. <laughs> Fix the earthquakes, Al Gore. <laughs> it's man, bear, pig. Half man, half bear, half pig. If you don't watch South Park, you're not going to get that. I'm theory. I'm ethereal. This has taken a weird turn, hasn't it? <laughs> You picked the story. I didn't realize it was going to go there. It's broke story. We're going to work in man bear pig somehow. Watch South Park and you'll get the reference. Our second story is a Walt Disney World cast member was hit by Tomorrowland Indy Speedway car. Yeah, Close it down. This. Build something else. Build something safer. Get rid of it. <laughs> I don't like that ride. On Sunday, March 14th, a Walt Disney World cast member was struck by one of the motorized cars on the Tomorrowland Indy Speedway. The unidentified Walt Disney World employee broke his leg Sunday morning after he was struck by a guest driving a car, authorities say. According to Reedy Creek Emergency Services, he was airlifted to Orlando Regional Medical Center in stable condition, and his injuries are reported... He had to be airlifted with a broken leg? And his injuries are reported as non-life-threatening. Yeah, it's a broken leg. I Reedy Creek decided to put him in a helicopter. I don't know. It's a go-kart. I wonder if they'd give me a ride back to the parking lot. <laughs> I hurt my ankle. <laughs> I need a helicopter ride. Airlift me to my car. The guest involved in the incident was not injured. The accident occurred just before 1 they p.m. They were going a whopping three miles an hour. <laughs> the accident occurred just before 1 p.m. and Disney temporarily closed the attraction but reopened it less than three hours later. Okay, I got to ask a question, and I'm not being sarcastic or rude. As Kevin just pointed out, these cars go three miles. How could you not get out of the way? Let me just read the last sentence. The gas-powered ride vehicles used in the Tomorrowland Speedway have top speeds of seven miles an hour. Okay. I wonder if they're Priuses. That's if you're getting a good one. <laughs> I bet they're made by Toyota. You think they're Toyota cars? Accelerator was stuck. I just don't get it. I just don't get it. You see people jerking. Driving though they could have lurched forward unexpectedly, but why the guy was standing there, I'm yeah. not sure. No, I'm down. I also think it's weird. This happened a couple of days ago, and they're still not releasing the person's name who was hit. I mean, why they're notifying next of kin? Are they really? I see some of the custodians pushing their trash bins faster than that, <laughs> running <laughs> the people. Trash bin. Do you ever walk from the Yacht and Beach Club or the Boardwalk to Epcot? Yeah, yeah. Those 
multi-person pedal your own trolleys. <laughs> yeah, they come oh, flying man. over that hill. Wow. <laughs> Ringing the bell. When we just went, went and did the Rose and Crown review, we were walking to the beach club to get an ice cream. And one of those came over the hill. They didn't break. They didn't stop. They just lifted their legs up and screamed. Did and they thought, ring their bell? Uh-huh. Okay. Ring the bell and screamed. And not only, like, every seat is full, they had people hanging off the back. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a San Francisco trolley. Spring breakers. And then all of a sudden, some guy came by, on one, a Disney employee, on, a, like, a, a, a go-kart, like a, a golf, golf cart, chasing them. I thought, if there's kids in this walkway, it's they're a gone. It's chase on the boardwalk. <laughs> It was like they were fleeing a bank robbery. It was like they were Bonnie and Clyde. In a surrey. <laughs> they were not at all quiet about it. I have a feeling there might have been Grigloo slushies involved or something. Wow. Yeah, it's if they are. I, I'll tell you the number of times I've almost been mowed down by one of those. I'm those sorry, bikes. they're unsafe. They really are. They really are. I wonder how many accidents happen with those every every year. <laughs> We've been in an accident yeah, with one. We ran into the bushes. <laughs> wow. Well, Alcohol may have been I was not driving. As in the ex-president and first lady. <laughs> <laughs> and our final story is Disney's volunteer program has closed. In only two months, Disney's give-a-day, get-a-day program is full. One million people have volunteered or signed up to volunteer and received vouchers for a theme park ticket or other gifts. Disney is still encouraging guests to volunteer in their communities through the hands-on network. That was fast. Mm-hmm. Yep, we knew it. Well, but here's what I don't understand. They did a press event to promote this in February. Grand opening, grand closing. And they closed it three weeks later. You know, didn't you know you were getting close? I mean... Well, they said at that time there were 600,000, didn't they? Mm -hmm. And they're still talking about it on the Disney Channel, too. Yeah, I'm still seeing commercials. and Commercials. They still want people to go and volunteer, even if they can't get a day. I'm sorry. I think it makes them look bad. I'm glad they did it. I'm glad people volunteered. I'm glad they were, you know, coerced into doing something for a free Disney ticket. It seems to me that Disney should have let this run out the year. Don't you think they'll reopen it when they want more people to come? I have a feeling that there's got to be a certain attrition rate of people who won't get those tickets. So build that into the program. Take another 50% and see how how many people actually redeem those tickets. They go from one extreme to the other. They either do the year of a million dreams for five years. Right, exactly. Or they do this give a day for a few months. Which was like three and a half years of a million dreams. <laughs> yeah. There is one thing I do want to uh, talk about. Um, some, some of you may know that Disney has just come out with a new annual pass. <laughs> um, it's uh, called the Premier Pass, and this is uh, an annual pass that covers both uh, Walt Disney World and Disneyland, and uh, you know, I, I guess this is probably going to be a little bit of a rant. We've been talking on the show for quite a while about annual passes and the need for Disney to do more, uh, make it a little bit more, a little easier for us to buy these annual passes. They're already obscenely expensive. And don't have very many discounts associated with them, at least not here in Orlando. And there were rumors floating around, which I guess may still come to pass, but we haven't heard anything new, that they might be offering a payment plan for Florida residents, sort of what, similar to what they did for California residents, or they're doing for California residents. 
And Disney's answer to the economy is to come out with a $700 annual pass. It is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Now, with that said... You bought one. No, I did not. (laughs) I did not buy one. One was sent to me because I am an annual pass holder to both Walt Disney World and Disneyland. So automatically, I received the Disney Premier Passport. I will pass it around for you guys to look at and to touch. Um, I have a credit card. <laughs> so do you get all the premium benefits? I touched it yesterday. What are the premium benefits? <laughs> what, they, what, they sent, what they sent me was it looked like they were sending me a credit card is how it came in the mail. And there was a brief explanation in there that because I was a pass holder uh, to both parks that I automatically qualified for this. And that uh, my pass, this pass would now expire uh, on the uh, on the date of the later of the two dates of the passes I held. Now my mm-hmm. annual for Walt Disney World was scheduled to expire April twenty third. Uh, my annual for Disneyland June fifteenth. So now this pass is actually good until June fifteenth. Now I have a question for you. Did you it get any? Pretty. Did you get any money back when they sent you this? No, because supposedly this is a three hundred and fifty eight dollars savings. Off of buying these two passes individually. It's $700 for this pass. And if you bought an annual pass at Disneyland and the equivalent at Walt Disney World, it's supposed to be a $358 It's not just an annual pass. It's premium passes. Right, right. But I'm saying if you took those two things and you added them together, the savings is supposed to be. Now, what I'm wondering is because they did not include any information about what discounts apply with this card. Now, I know, as I said, that Disney World gives you basically a handshake and a smile uh, is is outside of getting into the park. That's the perk you get. I have a question for you. Did you have a premium pass here? Yes, I did. Okay. I had a premium annual Disneyland and a premium annual Disney World. Okay. Um, you had asked a question, didn't you? No. Okay. Yes, I did. I don't know what. <laughs> Something about the premium pass. The premium pass gives you access to all the, the water, water parks. All the water parks. All the yep. parks. I also got uh, ESPN Wide World of Sports, uh, green fees at Disney's Oak Trail Golf Course, course and free parking. Disneyland gives you... Disney admi- Quest, too, I think. And Disney, Disney Quest, yeah. yeah. Disneyland gives you admission to both parks over there, free parking, a subscription to Backstage Pass. Yeah. You see, now, this is what bothers me. This is what my... I've talked about this in the show before. My Disneyland annual, the discounts I got with that out there, it was like a credit card. Every time you went somewhere, counter service, any place you went, you showed that card and you got at least a 10% discount. I'm not seeing any of that mentioned in any of the collateral. Nothing was included in what was sent to me with this. But here's my, my my big complaint. This is not what we need. If you want to get creative with the annual passes, this, you idiots, is not what we need. What we need is a stinking payment plan. Like every other theme park in this town gives. I wonder, though, I wonder if this is going to be what they give you a payment plan on. Well, you know what? Give us a payment plan on something. What they should have done the number of people. is made your pass for Disney World usable at Disneyland. And vice versa. You know what? Exactly. Exactly. That would have made a lot more sense to me. Is there a coolness factor in having this pass? Oh, absolutely. For a Disney fan, sure. Absolutely. I like having this little gold-looking pass. It's really cool-looking. Great. Um, But 
this is not what we need. We don't need another elite category for you to ignore because that's what you do with your pass holders. You generally ignore them. They're only good to you in terms of when you need to fill hotel rooms, you'll throw out an annual pass discount. I'm wondering how wide an audience is. I don't think there's a very wide audience. There's a much wider audience of people right now that if they said, you know what, we're going to give you, you can get your annual pass, 12 equal payments of blah, blah, blah every month, they would triple the number of annual pass holders they had. Triple them. Going Going back to what Kevin said, how much more sense does it make to say your Walt Disney World annual pass is good in Disneyland? That, to me, is a better marketing ploy. Right. What difference does it make what park you're in? Right. You can only be in one park any day of the year. Mm -hmm. Right. So now you've got people who have uh, a reason to go to Disneyland because now my annual pass is good. And I'm not not getting how it's a 300 and some odd dollar savings or whatever they're saying it is because my premium annual here for a Florida resident is five and change. Um, I think it's six nine. It's it's in there six nineteen, and then Disneyland is four thirty nine. Then they really went up since last year. They really went up because I didn't pay four hundred and some odd dollars last year. Did you get a discount or something? Florida resident, maybe. Or did you have a ticket that you applied towards it? No. You probably bought the. My other one had lapsed, and uh, I was outside the renewal period. You probably bought a Florida resident uh, Walt Disney World. Premium pass. Yeah, both of our passes together, um, premium passes, yeah, this is just a, under 1000 Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and my Flor- I have a Florida resident premium uh, Disney World, and I have a regular premium Disneyland. And I'm telling you now, the two of them together didn't come to $1,000. Right. That makes sense if and you get the discount. So I, I, I think, I don't know, it's... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into whether these passes are worth five or six hundred dollars or three or four hundred dollars. Uh, you know, that's up. You know, value is is in the eyes of the end user. It's the dogs next door. It's unavoidable. Um, it's that's in the in the uh, the mind of the of the user. What I'm saying is that you have all but eliminated any perks associated with annual passes and you have all but eliminated the affordability to a lot of people of these annual passes in the midst of a recession you're the only company that will come out with a $700 pass in the midst of a recession and again I use words like myopic brain damaged stupid that's what these people are whoever's running the annual pass program whether you're listening or not you're an idiot you're an idiot. This is not what we need. I think just from a, a marketing standpoint, what a mistake this is. What a mistake is, is it to create a whole new ticket media that costs so much more when you want to drive people to your your destinations that are that are not doing as well as they have been in past years. Yep. Create something that's an incentive for people to go there, not a deterrent. That cost you more money. Well, you got to remember that, you know, as I've pointed out before, annual pass holders, at least in world, not so much in land, but at least at Disney World, annual pass holders are treated almost with derision, in my opinion. Um, they are not, I, I, really and truly, there's very, very little value other than hotel rooms. There's very, very little value. And very rarely 
uh, is the money you're going to save on an annual pass rate at one of the hotels uh, enough to justify the cost of the of the pass at Universal with my annual pass with any of the annual passes? The discount that you get at the hotels that's available almost any time of the year pretty much pays for the pass. Same with SeaWorld. The perks and the benefits you get with that pass, if you go three or four times, that pass is paid for itself. Same thing with Disneyland. You go shopping. I can save in one trip I can, on food and shopping discounts alone. In five days, I could save enough to justify the cost of the pass. So, well, maybe not in five days, but maybe over two trips. Um, I see no reason for me to have one of these passes. I would not. And I, I mean, just, we're going out there. Well, you see, and we're I going mean, out there, and I think, well, it's not even worth buying it for our trip. Well, our, tick, our tickets are included with this. Right. right. Well, you see, I mean, Walter and I are out there once or twice a year. Right. So, you know, to a degree, it does make sense for us. I'm just saying, as a Disney fan, I, I, what I, I, this goes back to my thought that this just doesn't have a wide audience. No, it doesn't. I don't. I wouldn't. I'm not there often enough to get any value out of this. So to me, it's like, so what? I'm going to throw another curveball at you. Your Walt Disney World pass expires in April. Mm-hmm. So now you technically need to uh, renew it before 30 days after that to get the 15 month promotion. So are you going to go and now renew this, even though now this is good until? The Disneyland Pass know. expires? I don't know. It says this expires on the 15th of June. So I'm wondering, am I gonna, if I renew this on the 14th of June, am I going to get the 15-month promotion? I doubt it. That's a good question, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I, and yeah, I have to go down and activate it in person, yeah, and I've got to surrender my two other passes, basically. Oh. Um, I always hated surrendering like the old driver's license, you know? <laughs> I want to be there. When Why you do you have to surrender it? your pass? Well, it said, I don't know if we ha- I have to surrender it, but in the letter that came with the premium pass, it said, uh, be sure to bring your current Walt Disney World and Disneyland premium passes with you. Hmm. Oh, that's how they're going to activate the new one, probably. Right, that's how they activate the new one. Oh, so you can't let somebody else use your other passes? Yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes sense to deactivate those, but I'm hoping I don't have to get rid of them. I keep them. I have. I'm sure they'll oh. give them back to you. So, it's, uh, I, I just... I, Again, it's just it's my this whole annual pass thing has has been a, a a thorn in my side or whatever you want to put it for a while now, and I really hope that the rumors of some kind of payment plan, and I hope they don't just limit it to Central Floridians. I hope they make this for everyone. If you want to get an annual pass, here's a payment plan. Even put a premium on it. That's fine. You know, surcharge a surcharge. That's fine. I'm I'm okay with that. But make it easier for people to buy these. Make it easier for people to buy these and get these annuals. I think for the audience we have on the Diz, a lot of people that come every year, come twice a year, it would just it would make things a little bit easier. We're not saying lower your prices. We're not saying take in less money. We're saying just throw us a bone here. The economy sucks on this end of the world. Okay? You know, I, I just... Uh, I don't know. I guess the people making these decisions must live on a different planet or in a different plane than we do. But make it a little bit easier. Throw us a bone. You already took away all the discounts. You already don't show any love to your pass holders. Throw us a bone here. Just do something that says, you know what? We actually do give a damn 
I know you're not going to because you don't give a damn. But you know what? Sometimes act as if. Act as if. Act yourself into right, into right thinking. That's my suggestion. That's my rant. I'm done now. That was my rapid fire. <laughs> Sorry. Without the rant. But am I wrong? I mean, the, the problem is, is there's, this is wrong on so many levels. Introducing a new product that costs more, that seems impossible for any one person to really get any benefit out of, is ridiculous on so many levels. Remember when they said they were going to put in fractional ownership homes on Disney property? They still are. And, well, they, and we thought, uh, so you're really just appealing to the, to the, uh, the, wealthy, the, right. the wealthiest. It's kind of what they're telling you here. It's almost an insult. It's saying, you know what? If you want to take advantage of this, you have to be someone who's, who's going to go to both parks at least, I don't know what the, the number would be for Disneyland, but Disney World, you have to be at Disney World at least 10 days for the pass to be worth it. So now Disneyland has to be, let's say, 10 days. So think of the amount of money you would have to spend in one year to use this pass. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, we're out there frequently for for the site, for the business. Um, So for me, yeah, it it does make some sense. There's been a couple of people who said, you know, this makes sense for me. I travel to this place for business or I go there every once in a while. I have But it's a small group. It's a a very small group. Very, very small group. And, okay, great. So now you've got this premier pass and it's a lot of money. It's a really cool thing. Why are there no additional things with it? Why don't you get tables in Wonderland with it? You know, something else that would be, oh, why don't you get a D23 membership with it? Ugh. But these are the things that they should be Please. thinking about. Is I'm not renewing that. Yeah. What a know. waste of money that was. What a waste of $75 D23 was. Did you get all your magazines? No, I didn't. Neither did I. No, a lot of people didn't get all their magazines. And, you know, D23 is a complete waste. It's a complete bust. It was a bust when it started. It's a bust a year later. Okay? It's a bust. They screwed it up. They screwed it up because these people could screw up a two-car funeral, okay? Whether it's the people running D23 or the people running the annual pass program, they could screw up a two-car funeral. Ridiculous. I got a re-rant today. <laughs> I got a rant twice. Are there any other Are there any I other swear buttons? they take bets when I'm out of the room. I can make them do it. Are there any other buttons you can push? Oh, I'm sure. Uh-oh, you're $20, John. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right. And I'm done with the news. All right. Well, thank you, John. We are going to move on to uh, rapid fire. Who would like to go I first? I think Julie should since it's her last show for it's a few months. It's only appropriate. I normally go first. And she might pop any minute. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really. Uh, Disney Grad Night is coming up soon. I talked about Universal last week. Their dates are similar. Actually, I think they're the same days except for one. It's April 23rd and 24th, the 30th, and May 1st at the Magic Kingdom. It's going to be featuring two different dance parties. One's at Tomorrowland. This is going to be a high-energy dance party music dance party. (laughs) And they'll have video walls and more. Frontierland will also be having a dance party where there will be DJs spinning the hottest hits from today. The live performances on April 23rd and 24th are going to be Paramore. Carrie Hilson, All Time Low, and Quest Crew. They're from MTV's America's Best Dance Crew, so I'm assuming they dance and don't sing. And then on April 30th and May 1st, Boys Like Girls, Mario, 
Not all of them. Hey Monday. <laughs> and the Beat Freaks, also from MTV's America's Best Dance Crew. There's going to be a special class of 2010 fireworks, interactive video games. Um, the seniors will have unlimited access to Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, the Haunted Mansion, Pirates of the Caribbean, and more. Plus, much more, according to Disney's website. You can, um, we'll have a link in the show notes page where you can go and get more information about tickets and how to reserve your space and chaperones and all that kind of stuff. Cool. Thank you, Mrs. Martin. Mr. Martin. I just want to let everybody know that we added a new forum to the boards. It's Disney Movies, Books, TV, and Music. It's a dedicated uh, forum for you to go to talk about um, everything with movies, books, TV, and music. <laughs> Pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> what about radio? Can I talk about radio? Maybe. Right. Maybe in the future. So check it out. It's brand new. Since you already discussed mine in your rant, mine was about the premium pass for both parks. I would like to revisit a topic I've mentioned before. I will say that when I mentioned it the last time, the last time I was here, uh, a great many people came forward and joined our discussion. Uh, as a sticky on the Diz Unplugged board, we have a book discussion going on. We've started a book club. The book we're currently reading is Michael Crichton's last novel, The Pirate Latitudes. And I would like to invite anybody to join us. We're, uh, people are have either finished the book or are in the midst of finishing the book. So if you feel you wouldn't want to jump into the conversation at this point, I'd like to invite you to join us for our next book club discussion. We will be picking a new book in the near future. So if you have a, an idea, please keep in mind that this has to appeal to a wide range. We can't put too fine a point on it or too fine a, a focus. We have to appeal to as many people as possible, but we will be starting another one. I'd also like to thank the person who stepped forward to keep this rolling. Nikki Bell volunteered to be the moderator leader facilitator. facilitator of this discussion and she's done an awesome job she's come up with uh, discussion points she asked people's opinions on certain character development and she's really kept our discussion moving forward so she has my admiration and appreciation something that's been kind of cool is because not everybody is involved at the same point people have been wanting to discuss certain points and we call those spoilers so if you're not up to that point you don't want to learn what's happened in the book. People are posting in white type. So the only way you could read it is if you actually highlight it and look for the answer. That seems to be working well. So again, thank you, Nikki Bell. I really appreciate what you're doing. She, I, This was sort of a group idea, and she stepped forward and said, I'll run it. So thanks, Nikki. I have somebody I want to thank. I want to thank Sierra, Caddy, Cat, Cat, Four on the board. She's, uh, she's taken over keeping the Diz Unplugged Index up to date which is a sticky on the boards which lists all of our segments that we do by date so she's taking that over so thanks Sarah's Sarah. pretty cool she's a teenager she's catty dork to our friends <laughs> I have a name for you Nikki Nokbra you know Oprah you've been sitting here thinking about the whole time book, book club <laughs> <laughs> she oh can Lord. be Nokra <laughs> John what do you have I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago if you're interested in Podcast Cruise 2.0 we are uh finding information that the prices are starting to go up on certain categories of staterooms and some stateroom categories are selling out so if you want to get your reservation in please do so um, you guys know we're going away next month we're going to Disneyland 28 days 28 days 28 days once we get back from Disneyland we're going to start to focus uh, very heavily on securing our stuff 
for Podcast Cruise 2.0, the things we're going to do, the people we're going to have on board with us, uh, the sort of the theme of the cruise. And Dave Parfit has been helping me with that. Uh, he's a great resource. He goes out there and help, is helping me contact people. We won't announce anybody until they are firmly set, but we have some pretty cool names in the pipeline that we're going to have on this cruise. So you're not going to want to miss it. Okay. Cool. Thank you, John. I just I didn't wasn't here last week. I was having a back problem, but I've gone back and listened. I just you've already talked about it. I listened to Dave Parfit's Richard Sherman interview, and I know I'm a day late and a dollar short here. It's awesome. It's amazing. It's wasn't just it? awesome. He did though. such a great job. It's professional. It's it's wonderful. It's in depth. He really brings out great things in the people he's talking to. And I know there uh, have been uh, uh, suggestions or comments made to improve the audio. On those segments, I am working with Dave to do just that. So hopefully, uh, future uh, interviews will have some. Just some an awesome audio. job. He does an amazing, amazing job. He really does. So, Leah. This is sort of a repeat thing. They had it a while ago and then got rid of it. If you eat at a counter service restaurant, on your receipt, you get a coupon that says, um, present this coupon at participating Walt Disney World Resort merchandise locations between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m. noon and receive 20% off your total merchandise purchase. Okay, they'll give this a counter service, but they won't give it to annual pass holders. Let me just go back for a minute and say that we ran into someone in the parks a couple weeks ago, and they said to us, did you know that they're running 20% off for annual pass holders at every store? We've been getting 20% off all week. So it's With your like, annuals? Mm-hmm. It's really? Like the secret that's out there that they're not telling anybody. Well, not all the cast members know because one lady asked me, do you get 20 or 10? I'm like, 20. That doesn't make it 20. any better. 20 plus 10. Buy one, get yeah. one free. Yeah. <laughs> so apparently there's a secret discount out there for annual pass holders. You just have to know the handshake. Yeah, because I, I, I haven't heard anything. We don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know the specifics of it. but And most pass holders, I don't think, are going to walk in and show their pass to try and get a discount anywhere anyway because they know they're they not going to. Right. We've just been asking everywhere that we go. So this goes through April 17th. They've done it before, so I don't know if they'll bring it back again. But You're asking her, David. I can see him singing he's a request. He's the one paying, so he's oh, okay. asking. He's asking. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Leah. Julie. Oh, you started. You? Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Did you see that face? It's so long. <laughs> she looks so indignant. I was like, wait. Sorry. I think my blood, well, my, my blood sugar's it. off. <laughs> my blood sugar's off. i got to eat something soon. <laughs> Teresa. Yes, I have one. <laughs> Sounds like summer concert series is coming back June twelfth to July thirty first, twenty ten. Throughout the summer, tributes to some of your favorite recording artists are scheduled at the American Gardens Theater and Epcot Epcot World Showcase. Um, Staying alive, a tribute to the Bee Gees. California Hotel, a salute to the Eagles. Satisfaction, a Rolling Stones tribute band. Slippery when wet. The ultimate Bon Jovi tribute. And they even wear those fake tattoo sleeves. Do they? Uh-huh. Wow. Awesome. That's a reason to go. <laughs> um, then there's To You, a tribute to you, too. Oh, my God. This is just getting worse and worse. <laughs> and then, of course, Beginnings, the Chicago tribute band. A lot of these are regulars. Yeah. They do it every year. We've seen Slippery When Wet. Just be warned. I wouldn't sit too close and Let me to guess. The, the Bricklayers, a, a Carpenter's tribute band. I'm interesting. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> The tribute to the Bee Gees, do, do they look like them or do they just sound like them? They do try to look like them. At least. The Bon is, Jovi ones, they, they look like them. They this really is do. creepy. They got a Mick Jagger out there. I mean, oh, okay. Mick Jagger wasn't in the Bee Gees. Honey. I know, but the Rolling Stones. <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm saying. The Rolling Stones oh. are coming too. 
you know, so interesting. The faux stones. Oh. Okay. The stagnant stones. Yeah, I was going to say the staying stones. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Walter David. The 15th annual Epcot International Food and Wine Festival will be October 1st through November 14th, 2010. Starting a little bit later. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say. I mean, not by much, but still, normally September. A few shows ago, I said I would choose the end of September because there's so much going on. Not anymore. It's not what I found. So, but it's I going. Wonder. It's going. Uh, it's going a week later, though. And on that last day, you can go to Mickey's very merry Christmas party <laughs> yeah, really. and well, the Halloween party. It's going to be going through the 14th. Well, year. let's hope. Let's hope they uh, beef it up a little bit this year, because uh, like I, I mentioned in the food and. Uh, our flower and garden review, uh, the uh, do less, charge more model is getting a little old now. Or else we'll whine about it. But um, <laughs> I can't wait. All right, Kathy. Thank I, you, Walter. I have a transportation update for the Magic Kingdom. Uh, they're working on the um, the ferry boats have been done, and so is the new dock for the Gold Route. However, the um, third cruiser. What's the Gold Route? <laughs> That's one of the – there's little flags on the, on the boats that tell you where they go, and there's uh, little signs. So the, the third – Where do the boats go besides the Magic Kingdom? Like to Fort Wilderness and oh, yeah. Wilderness Lodge. The ferry boats do those? No, the, the, the regular boat boats. boats. Well, I'm they, sorry. I apologize. I was dense. So anyway, their third cruiser, the Bon Voyage – is still in rehab and will be for the next month. So rather than two 120-passenger cruisers on the green campground route, we have one 120-passenger cruiser and one 39-passenger launch. It's creating havoc around the hoop de doo time and will only get worse as crowd levels increase. I would not say it's overboard at all to allow one hour from the time you get to the dock at Magic Kingdom to get to Fort Wilderness if you were using Magic Kingdom she said as a transfer point. So just be aware, allow extra time if you're using the boats to get to Fort Wilderness. What did she say? She said overboard. <laughs> it was very confusing for me. It was. I'm like, it's okay. Like code. Really? It's like, what? There was math involved. <laughs> 39 people at 4 o'clock. And- we'll have a PowerPoint presentation on the, on the show notes page. <laughs> so how many people were wearing sneakers? Oh, and the Bon Voyage won't be back until after Easter. So if you're coming in the next however What is weeks. that? It's April 4th. Bo- no, no, what is the oh. <laughs> Easter, it's a holiday that they celebrate. <laughs> a bunny comes and leaves a chocolate. Hey, never mind. Now are you confused? What is this? Is it an airplane sequel? <laughs> roger, roger. <laughs> What's my vector, Victor? Surely you can't be serious. What? Oh, no. Okay. All right. Now we're just going to wrap this up. Thank you very much, Kathy. Thank you, everybody. All right. That will do it for the... <laughs> All right. I'll try it again. That'll do it for Roundtable Rapid Fire for this week. We're going to move on to our first segment with Leah Zanola, who had a chance to do some in-room babysitting. Yeah, we use the Kids' Night Out program. Um, we brought one of our sons. Now, this is a program that's separate from Disney. This yeah. is a separate company. Yeah. We brought one of our sons, um, I don't know, a couple months ago. He's four. And this goes from six weeks to 12 years old, and um, which is different than the... Child care clubs at Disney. Then you have to be four to go to those. So, if you have a baby, this is this is the way to go. Um, they also do special needs children. They need a little bit more notice, I think, probably, so they can handpick a, a caregiver. 
Um, they go to Disney World, Universal, and then any of the area hotels. Um, it says that you can book up to three months in advance. We called at noon and had somebody there at 7. So I don't know if it just depends on the season. You know, this was, I think, in, I don't know, it was a couple months ago, so it probably wasn't as busy as it would be in the summer. Um, you can book on the phone or on the Internet. Um, the website is kidsnightout.com, and night is N-I-T-E. And the phone number is 1-800-696-8105. Um, when you call on the phone, they want to know about your child. Like, they want to know the name, the age, if they're allergic to anything, if they need any medication that the caregiver is going to have to give them. And then something that we thought was interesting is that they asked for a sitter preference, like what age and gender of a person you would like. And so we asked for a college-age female just because that's what he normally would be babysat by at home, and so we thought he'd be more, more comfortable with. Um, is that what David asked for? Yes. <laughs> I'd like a college-age female, please. Yeah, and so I think that they do have, have men, and then they have, I think, probably a lot of grandmotherly type, type women. Um, they take your credit card over the phone, and then when you come back to the room, then you sign like a receipt so the babysitter can bill you. There is a four-hour minimum, but then they can stay as long as you want them to. We, we talked to our girl when we got back, and she said once the parents just didn't come back that night, and she was there all night and then all through the next day. She said she missed all of her college classes because she can't, she can't leave. So what? she was just stuck in the room with these children, and they kept you know, asking, where's what mommy and daddy? Do that? Oh, my gosh. Must have yeah. been frightening. Yeah, so she, and she didn't know how to get a hold of them, so she just said we just stayed in the room and... You know, said, Mommy and Daddy are coming back soon. So they'll stay as long as you want them to stay. So. Teresa's getting They're ideas. <laughs> drunk riding on the Surrey bikes. Wow. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. What, wait a minute. Don't you leave a phone number for them to call you? Wouldn't they have had a phone number? Yeah, she just couldn't get a hold of them. Yeah. That's... Bad parenting. Yeah. So, Leah, you were gone for, what, eight, nine hours? <laughs> We actually had trouble filling the four because we started <laughs> we started at seven, and the night that we did it, everything was closing, and so we kind of just kept wandering around because you're paying for four whether you're gone or not. So we just kept wandering around. We finally went to Beaches and Cream and just sat there and ate ice cream for a while, listening at the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, they do not do any water activities, including baths. So they will not take your children swimming or give them baths, um, just as a safety precaution. Um, it says that when they come. They wear a purple shirt and a name badge so that you know that it's them. Um, And we saw some walking around in the parking lot, so that's you know that that's a kid's night. Trolling for business. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to watch. Not just wandering around the parking lot on their way into the hotel. Okay. Um, (laughs) Can I watch your kids? (laughs) The girl that we had was great. Her name was Shannon. She goes to UCF, and so this is just sort of a supplementary income um she says they're on call all the time and so they can take as many jobs as they want or turn down as many jobs as they want um she brings a backpack full of toys she brought a puzzle coloring books bubbles a helicopter which jacob loved and i don't know if she tailors it you know if she has a boy or a girl or specific ages um now, the one thing that we thought was a little bit weird, we were staying at the Dolphin, and she said that she could not take him off-site. We, their website's a little bit unclear. We thought that she could take him to Epcot or to the studios, since that's close. Um, but I guess they also have mothers and fathers helpers, and like they'll come along with your family if you want somebody you know, to ride rides with your children and stuff oh, wow. like that. That's... And so I think that's what the website was talking about, but it's a little unclear. So this goes up to the age 12, mm-hmm. so you wouldn't necessarily take a, a baby out, but your 12-year-old could go out with... Well, yes and no. 
she, if they're a mother's or f- and father's helper, they can come with your family. If they're a, just a sitter, they have to stay in your room. But then this is where we got a little confused. She said that since the dolphin is connected to the boardwalk and the yacht and beach club, she was allowed to go to all of those places. But we thought that was weird because technically it's connected to Epcot and the studios also. Yeah, right. And then that, just that street walking. leads to downtown Orlando. Right. So <laughs> I think maybe it's just because it's a huge theme park, like it's the actual park that, that maybe they don't, I don't know. Maybe. I it don't might know. be a liability issue too if they get hurt. In the, they might be more in likely to get hurt yeah. in the park. Yeah. It could be. They're not allowed to um, to ride in any cars or anything with the sitter. But, I mean, we didn't mind because we had wanted her to go to the parks with them, but we just thought it was weird that they were supposed to stay in their room, but then she was allowed to take him to all these other places. I don't know. It didn't really make sense. So she did end up taking him to walk around the boardwalk. We just gave her a gift card with some money on it to pay for his meals rather than just hand her a bunch of cash. Um, and so they went out and I think they went well he had ice cream and a cookie I think for supper that's what he wanted so <laughs> that's what she fed him um, and they just kind of wandered around and then they came back to the room and she got him ready for bed and everything and then um, they watched fireworks and did puzzles and he had a wonderful time he loved it so he every time we say that we're getting a babysitter at home he wants to know if it's the girl in the purple shirt Aww. So, yeah so he loved Shannon um, it's a little bit expensive it's $16 an hour for one child but then it just goes up incrementally for each additional child. For two children, it's eighteen fifty an hour. Three is twenty one dollars. Four is twenty three fifty. And then if you have five or more, you have to call to get pricing. So it's kind of expensive. But if you go to, and the- they do it by weight. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the kids club, it's eleven fifty an hour for each child. So if you have more children, this is cheaper. Or like a lot of people come on vacation with additional families, this would be the way to go. You know, put all your children in one tiny hotel room. How about three, <laughs> pay less. How about three kids and a husband? I don't know. Maybe you have to Seriously. call. He might count as extra. <laughs> I had a question. I just forgot what it was. Continue. They, they do take tips because they get minimum wage. So I think they're happy to get tips. Um, the qualifications, they have to be at least 18 years old, certified in child and infant CPR and first aid. They're trained by Kids Night Out. And then we thought it was interesting. They actually take traditions, which is the Disney employee training. Um, they have to have previous child care or teaching experience, and they have to have a criminal background check. So That's we, good. Yes, yeah. those are all very good things. So we thought the program was really good. Jacob loved it. And we've also done the kids' clubs and... I think he probably liked that more because he was playing with other children. Mm-hmm. But depending on price and what you wanted to do, you know, at the kids' clubs, he couldn't really go to sleep. We were gone till I think, 11. But there's movies and noise and stuff. In his room, he could have gone to sleep. Right. Some of the kids' clubs, um, Wilderness Lodge did lay Stella down towards at, the end of the evening. At the Neverland Club, um, he said there was another little girl that Into went to mic. sleep. He said there was another little girl that went to sleep at the Neverland Club, but he's not going to go to sleep somewhere else. He would sleep in our hotel room. So that just depends on your child also, I think. I wonder how many of the older, upper end of the age actually do that. I can't imagine a 12-year-old boy in a room with, you know, the teenage baby, the 18-year-old babysitter. Well, and for hours. If they know what age your children are, you know, they might bring movies or, you know. Can they get room service? Video games or something. I don't know. Can they order room service? Or is that. I think it's. She didn't really say it because we just gave her this gift card with money on it. We didn't really know. Okay. You know, how else to pay for the meals. 
Um, if they're going to be with you, I think it's it's either over six or eight hours. You have to pay for their meal. Um, if they're coming to the parks with you, you have to pay for their park ticket unless they already have one. And most of them all have annual passes because they live live here. So, yeah. Anyway, we thought it was a, a good experience. We we enjoyed it, and we would we would do it again. Excellent. I'm glad you did it first. I wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a big leap of faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it probably depends on Well, they've been on around what... for a while, too. I mean, I remember hearing... I've been hearing about these guys for quite some time. I also think the fact that Jacob can communicate with you and tell you that he had a good time. Right. Yeah, and we asked him all about it. And he still remembers, because I asked him just a couple days ago, and he remembered everything that he did. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd leave my six-week-old baby. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But, you know, he was four at the time, so... That I'm not too nervous is there about. A, is there some place you can go and check or make comments about this or find where other people have commented about it? Mm, Probably Discords. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure on the boards. We'll have to find Because that would be interesting to get feedback on people that, other, you know, a group of people that have used it. And yeah, I don't know. It doesn't say on their website, although, I mean, I didn't print out everything on the website, so... There could be something else. We can check and see if there's some threads. There must be some threads in the boards. I'm sure. There is. um, It says there's a transportation fee. You have to pay $10 for their travel to get to wherever. That's reasonable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially with gas prices these days. Yeah. It says if you start your reservation after 8.59 p.m., you have to pay an extra $2 per hour. Um, You pay with a credit card, and I think you can start as early as 6.30 a.m. or as late as 11 p.m. Wow. Wow. Did she so, say what she did to the parent that showed up 24 hours later? No, I'm sure asked for a big tip. Yeah. <laughs> really. um, and then they during marathon week, they start at 3 a.m. with babysitting since the parents have to leave earlier. Yep. Oh, so wow. That's good because you could leave your child asleep mm-hmm. in bed you know, and not have to wake them up and get them somewhere. I don't know if I'd want... That might be Wait, pretty traumatic. Go to a stranger. <laughs> See, that depends on your kid, too. My kid... Depends would, on how old yeah. you are if you can Our tell them before care. they go to sleep, yeah. you know? yeah. Maybe you should tell them before they now, go to sleep. Yeah. When, if you guys ever use this service again, could you request Shannon? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we asked her and she said that you could. I mean, it, you know, it depends on if she's available or not, or if she still works there. Right. Because she's in college, but you can request. Well, awesome. Well, thank you very much for that, Leah. We appreciate the report. We're going to move on to our next segment. I have my review of the Caribbean Beach Resort. We were over there this past week, and... Uh, it, uh, I, I'll preface by saying that I was never uh, a massive fan of the Caribbean Beach. I know Kathy's back there clutching her heart. Um, it wasn't that I uh, hated the resort. It just wasn't something that, uh, you know, wasn't one of those resorts that, oh, God, I you know really love the Caribbean Beach. Um, I've stayed there a couple of times. Last time I was there wasn't the greatest experience. Heard a lot of complaint over the complaints over the years about cleanliness issues, so I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Now we had uh, started doing hotel reviews a couple of years ago, and right around the time Bob died, we'd stopped doing it. Um, actually, I think the last one that we had done was uh, the, Cor- the Coronado Sprob had not gone to go do Coronado yep. Springs mm-hmm. and passed away uh, the week he was going to do that that review on the show. So. Uh, you know, thought this was a good time to kind of reboot that, and I figured the Caribbean Beach is so popular, and it's been quite a while since I've been there. It would be a good idea to check it out. So I've also changed our grading system for the hotels. Um, I'm now giving them a grade of one to a hundred. Everybody starts out with a hundred and goes down from there. 
based on what happens. We uh, weight the rooms the most. That's the most important aspect of any hotel, in my opinion, are the rooms. Second most important, the staff. Those are, I think, the two things that are going to impact your opinion of the property the most. Uh, and then uh, public areas like lobby pools and shops and restaurants and food are equally weighted as well. But those are the four things, basically, I, I take a look at uh, before I give a grade. Now, uh, what I decided to do was to check out the new pirate, or not, not new, but I guess 2009, uh, the pirate-themed rooms came online. Newish. So uh, I wanted to check one of those out and see what it was like, so I booked one of those. I got a Florida resident rate. Again, we do these reviews only when we can get what is what we consider to be a publicly available uh, discount or rate. In this case, I use the Florida resident discount. Uh, roughly came to about $165 a night uh, plus tax, which is actually uh, considerably less than the rack rate that Disney publishes for this time of year for uh, those rooms. So uh, this is an example of the amount of discounts that are out there right now. Uh, because they're trying to get trying to get more people in, I guess. And uh, booked it online, uh, obviously through Dreams. Uh, did online check-in, and where you provide all your information that would normally be given during the check-in process. And then when you arrive at the hotel, all of your everything's waiting for you. You just go and pick your stuff up, and you're on your way. And that is exactly what happened. We uh, time how long it takes us from the time we walk in to the check-in building to the time we walk out. In this case, it was 4 minutes, 57 seconds. We all had our iPhones out on a stopwatch. Yep. So it was go. And it was, it was flawless. I walked up, gave my name, gave my license and my credit card. The packet was already waiting. Our room, this was at noon on a Wednesday. Our room was ready for us. Uh, check-in, the, the girl behind the counter at check-in, Inez from Portugal, was wonderful, um, very friendly, uh, very informative, took the map out, showed us where we were, where we were going, how to get there, uh, made sure we knew all the information that was in our packet. And like I said, it was brilliant, in and out, in and out. And I was really happy that our room was ready. That was until I got into the room. Yeah. Um, I got to say that I was stunned, I think, is the, probably the best word. At this room, uh, it is adorable to be sure, especially if you have young boys. <clears throat> um, this pirate theme, really well done in terms of the beds are all pirate ships, the headboards are the mast, and uh, the carpeting you know, looks like planks. The carpeting looks like pla- like wood planks. Uh, you've got uh, barrel. There's a big barrel where the coffee maker sits on top of, and that barrel opens up to reveal the in-room refrigerator. Uh, the flat screen televisions, dark wood, dark colors. It's a very dark it's room. It's a dark room. And uh, they have a, a curtain that goes across that separates the uh, sink basins and the vanity area from the rest of the room. And that has a big skull and crossbones on it. So from a theming perspective, done, done very well. Uh, from a cleaning perspective, not so much. The room was filthy. Uh, first thing we noticed was that there was a, a piece of clothing left by the previous occupant oh, in the bathroom, and the bathroom had been cleaned. The bathroom was clean, and had been, but housekeeping for whatever reason 
decided this article of clothing, I guess, went with the motif and it's your free <laughs> gift left it there. <coughs> and so that was, you know, that was the first thing I noticed. Then what uh, was the article of clothing? It was like a, a like a, a running shirt. It was black shirt. and red. Yeah. It was oh, a, so it was colored. It wasn't white. Oh yeah. Like oh no no no. Oh, no, this, no. That's what you, I was going to point out. It a was, blind person could see this. Yeah. It was you know, uh, and it was laying on this white tub, so it was like right there. That's so, so weird. But well, it made sense to me after we looked at the rest of the room. Um, you know, one of the things we take a look at when we go into any hotel room, uh, we take a look at where the carpet meets the baseboard. Uh, that is the teller of tales about how old the carpet is and how well the carpet's been maintained. Um, and we got our answer with the buildup of dirt and dust that surrounded the room at the baseboard. It was obvious that the rug had not been cleaned in quite some time. Um, the uh, baseboard itself was dirty. Uh, then we looked at the headboard uh, of the bed. And what I, um, I'm pretty sure was about an inch of dust um, as a matter of fact, I have video. It's not in the video I, I cut for that's in the uh, going out with the podcast, but I just so that I could see it back myself and make sure I wasn't exaggerating. I ran my finger across and videotaped it, and there was a substantial amount of dust on my finger. There was dust on the headboards. There was dust uh, on the TV stand. There was dust on the shelf above the uh, where the iron and ironing board and the safe are. There was dust and debris underneath the vanities. Uh, there was uh, crumbs and dust between uh, the the bed frame and the well, the box spring. And it wasn't pixie dust, huh? No, no, no. This room clearly had not been well maintained, and I was stunned at one hundred and sixty-five dollars a night that this was what they were putting in. This is also, excuse me, this is also obvious dirt. It isn't like you looked under the bed no. and just crawl under the well, bed. Well, you couldn't look under the bed because the bed, and we get to this next, you're really going really to love this. Um, but someone should have cleaned the headboard and wiped the dust off. You would think. We're sitting on the bed, and, you know, <clears throat> Teresa commented, these beds are kind of uncomfortable. And I'm sitting on it, and Walter's sitting on it, and Max is sitting on them, and I'm like, yeah, they're really weird. So, of course, we pull up to look and see what the mattress looks like. There is none. There is no mattress. There is a box spring, and on top of the box spring, a three or four inch thick pillow top. What you expect on like a pullout sofa? Well, exactly, exactly. It's the thickness and consistency of what is on my pullout sofa right now, which I wouldn't put my worst enemy on. Uh, there was no mattress. There was a box spring, and then this thin. You know what? When you get a pillow top mattress, how yeah. you have that that thing on top of the mattress? It's the actual pillow top. I'm speechless. I know. Your mouth is agape. It's like we can't believe you got to be making some of this. No, 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 no. I have pictures. We have pictures. I have photographs that I can show everyone because I knew you wouldn't believe me. And box spring, box spring, pillow top. There's no mattress. And that is where, even though the bed extends down, it's hollow. But there's a board there. So, in order for these mattresses to fit, so you can see... But you could just squeeze it together. You could squeeze it together with your fingers. The least comfortable thing I have ever been on in my life. Okay? I can't believe this. Okay? It's almost like they they set you up for this. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. This one was tailor-made for me. 
It was like, let's make the worst possible scenario. Well, I wanted to get this out of the way initially because the story gets so much better going forward, honestly. I'm looking at all this, and it took maybe 15 minutes for me to decide I cannot stay in this room. I cannot sleep on that. I'm sorry. For $165 a night, you give me a damn mattress. I'm sorry. For $75 a night. Right. For $50 a night. It's a hotel. You should have a mattress. This was all form and no function. Okay. But tell them why we think the mattress was missing. Because the the way the bed was made. Well, this is what this is what I'm getting to. Okay. I uh, I called the front desk, and I said, and I was very polite. I really was not going to give this girl attitude. She didn't make the bed or put the mattresses on it. I said, uh, you know, we've just discovered that there's no mattress on our bed. There's just a box spring and a pillow top. It's far too uncomfortable. I have a bad back. Uh, it's going to be far too uncomfortable for me to sleep on this. Can I be moved to another room? Uh, that has a proper a proper bed, and uh, she said, "Well, let me have the housekeeping manager call you, and uh, he'll work that out with you. But we'll certainly get you get you moved." So uh, I hung up the phone, and maybe within thirty seconds, the housekeeping manager was on the phone. And again, I explained to him that you know this is kind of unusual. He said, "I know." Uh, he said, "Unfortunately, it's the way the beds were designed." And I said, then the designer should be made to sleep on them and then think long and hard before they design another bed uh, in order to, for whatever reason, for, in order to accommodate these beds, this is what they decided to do. And I said, there's no way I can sleep on this. From the time I made that phone call to the front desk to the time I walked into a new room was 15 minutes. Th- there was no back and forth. There was no trying to justify it. Their guest wasn't happy, and they were going to do whatever they had to do to make their guest happy. Did you go to another pirate room or a different room? No. Uh, all the pirate rooms oh, that's have this. Yes. Okay, so you need – this is tip number one on this review. If you book the pirate room, understand the kind of mattress you're going to get. Now, maybe it won't matter to you. And I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being snooty. I'm just saying for some people, this may not be we a problem. We stayed in them a couple weeks ago, and we didn't notice. So, you know – that, yeah. because David makes you sleep on rocks. Well, <laughs> did you address the cleanliness issue with the housekeeping manager? No, no. I did he not. was so he was so nice and took care of everything. He really was. He really was. And it was I. I just I wanted out. <laughs> I wanted out of the room. And no, I did not. And I should have, but I didn't. Did you take um, the shirt? <laughs> no, we left the shirt. Consolation. Have, have they had people complain about them before? If he oh, knew yeah. exactly what yes, to he tell said, us. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He, like, he said yes. Yeah. That, that's his, uh, we were not the first person to mention this. Hmm. And uh, I'm just surprised that they haven't changed it. Uh, you know, it's time to redesign these beds. But uh, we were moved to a, uh, a Nemo room in a preferred, preferred view, corner room, right on the lake, in building number 32, which is... Very close to Old Port Royal, which is where the food court and shopping and all kind of the hub of the whole resort is. Keep in mind, this is a huge resort. This is a sprawling, sprawling resort, but it's absolutely beautiful. I gotta say, it just walking around uh, the pool area, uh, Caribbean Key, the little island they've got that you can walk to, and little little footbridge, all the places to sit. Just really, absolutely beautiful. How was the second room? Was it second room 
looked like it had never been used. Immaculate. Immaculate in every single detail. There was not one piece of dust, not one piece of dirt. The mattresses were what I would consider to be an above-average moderate mattress uh, or above-average mattress for a moderate resort. Um, this was a comfortable bed, a bed I was easily able to sleep on. The only thing that was a little bit of a problem for me was the fact that the pillows that were in that room, I don't know if this is standard, but the pillows were hypo- hypoallergenic. I'm used to sleeping on feather pillows. Oh, I love them. And, yeah, what was great for Walter was the one time he didn't have to call housekeeping and say, can I have hypoallergenic pillows? Um, it took me a little while to get used to them the first night. but Well, also as dark as the first room was. The second room was so bright and so open and so And so incredibly well decorated. It had that corner window, and it was just gorgeous. Well, also just the color of the walls, Um, the bedspreads. Again, Nemo-themed rooms, so lots of Caribbean colors, very bright colors without being gaudy. The Nemo uh, border going around the top of the room, very light, very – this felt like a Caribbean beach room. Yes, it made you feel like you were on vacation, not trapped in the galley of a pirate ship, um, a dirty pirate ship. And so in that regard, between – I mean, they lost points. They did lose points for uh, the pirate room. There was no way I couldn't knock them for that. But they gained points back for the incredible quality of the Nemo room and the way in which they handled it. And this is a point where I want to talk about the cast. In, you know, you've heard me talk on the show multiple times about Disney service, how it isn't quite what it used to be back in the day. I don't know if they're in a time warp at the Caribbean beach, but these were cast members like the old days. These were cast members that were just going to go so far out of their way to make you to make you happy, they were genuine. They the were the nicest smiling, people you ever met in your life. Engaging with conversation, and they were doing this with everybody. Um, just really engaging, very friendly, to the point where I, was, I, I kept saying to Walter, "I said this reminds me of the old days. This reminds me of you know what it was like, you know, when I went through traditions. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. almost twenty years ago when I first started coming here was the cast." Older no, in terms of age? No, some all of them of, were. All of them. It was just, it didn't matter whether it was the people behind the counter in the food court, the people checking out in the food court, the housekeeping people. We were walking into our building, and she must have been a housekeeping supervisor or somebody. She was obviously in the management a level. Management. And we were coming from the parking lot into our building, and she was walking down the stairs. And she was a good 50 feet away from us. She could have kept walking and act like she never saw us, and we wouldn't have thought a thing about it. And she stopped and waited for us to walk by to say hello. How's your day? You know, That's good management. It re- it's just... Somebody's a good leader there. It, what, the, whoever's, whoever the general manager of this hotel is, that's why I could look at that pirate room and say anomaly. Because everything else, the, the grounds, the food court area, the check-in, every place we went was clean was friendly, gave a level of service that you expect from Disney, especially when you're paying Disney prices. Um, you can make an exception for a mistake when it's corrected. Well, that's, you know, that's, uh, you know, I'm fond of saying that it's not the mistakes because those are going to happen. The issues are going to happen. It's how is it addressed. And in this case, it was just classic, classic, perfect Disney guest recovery, uh, which is why this review ends up being so positive. 
Uh, the room was very comfortable for me to sleep in, very comfortable for me to be in. Uh, you didn't feel like I want to get out of this room. If you wanted to hang out in your room, you could. We ate all our meals over at the food court because we wanted to, you know, give it a run for the money. And so we we tried breakfast, we tried lunch, and we tried dinner. And I'm not going to sit here and say that the food was, you know, phenomenal beyond reason, but it was fresh, it was hot, it was tasty, and on average it was about 10 bucks for a meal. And I'm saying to myself, you know, you're a family of four. You know, you're, one of your biggest expenses coming here is food. And if you can feed your family a decent meal for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for 10 bucks a head, you're doing good. I mean, Walter and I, for one, one night for dinner, we had each had a half chicken. You got to choose two sides. Uh, piece of, there was a piece of cornbread. And we both got a bottle of water. It came to $25 total for the both of us. So, uh, again, they're not, uh, uh, there's, there's no culinary magic going on here. But you have options. You've got options for pizza. You've got options for burgers. You've got the roaster place that does the roast chickens and stuff like that. Sandwich. And the deli, I'm going to tell you, that deli makes some unbelievable sandwiches. That's where I had a lot of my stuff was, was from the deli. And they make some really, really good sandwiches. Don't a they nice, have a bakery, too? They used to have a bakery for Well, they have, a, they have a quick, a, a quick grab-and-go uh, place that where you can get fruit, water, juice, sodas, milk, and pastries. Uh, asking for a, a sugar-free option for a dessert in there. They didn't have anything out, but the chef came out and talked to me and said, I think I have a, a brownie in the back. And he did. He had a sugar-free brownie, which was actually quite it good. It was, was nice. Um, every place I've been, now it's only been a few places now, but ever since I was diagnosed with diabetes, every place I have gone on Disney property, if I have asked, do you have anything sugar-free for dessert, they either did or they made it for me. That was not the case at Universal, which I'll do in my review of, the, of Royal Pacific. And that'll be a review you want to tune into, folks. You know, it, it was just that, that everybody we ran into was really accommodating. The pool, that pool is amazing. Pool, it? it was amazing. Amazing pool. And really nice uh, hot tubs, decent size hot tubs. Granted, they were full of five-year-olds, so it's really just I'm a warm pee. <laughs> but uh, well, it's just like you know why you know you, why are you putting little children in hundred degree water? Uh, and it's not hot enough. You've got five year old kids in it, or they wouldn't be able to stay in. Well, but when they change it to a kiddie pool, then it's not a hot tub. It's not a hot mean? tub. These parents want grandchildren. Well, that's what I mean. You know, I was just trying to find a tactful way to say it. thank <laughs> you. We all, I also just to see how it was. They have a pizza delivery service there. Large cheese pizza and a 1.5 liter bottle of water was twenty three dollars. Uh, got the pizza. It was Disney pizza. It. I think the way I described the food, the entire that entire four days we were there was, it's not terrible. Yeah, that's what we kept saying. Well, it's, it's not terrible. It's not terrible. You know, it's not phenomenal, but it's okay. It's okay. It's absolutely edible. It's absolutely acceptable. Unless, you know, you're really snobbish. But if you just need to eat and you want to eat something inexpensive that is going to fill you up and not be full of grease. That was the other thing I noticed. The hamburgers were not really greasy and nasty. They were, they were decent. They were okay. 
the best thing I had there was were the sandwiches I got from the deli. All in all, I will say that I was far more impressed with the Caribbean beach leaving than I was going in. Uh, can absolutely understand why the resort is so popular. And on my scale of 1 to 100, by the time I got done tallying everything up, uh, the Caribbean beach came out with a 95. Um, <laughs> it's Kathy in the back. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Kathy was so worried. I sure was. Kathy was so worried I was going to trash her beloved resort. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the pirate room had stuck, then that 95 would have been closer to a 65. Um, because that was unacceptable. That is something they have to address. This is a resort that has had issues over the years with cleanliness in their rooms. So there really is no excuse at this point in time. I could even understand a dirty room. You could chalk that up to a bad housekeeper. That's I'm almost positive that's what this was. However, you can't blame the housekeeper for not having a mattress. No. (laughs) The other thing, too, is you got into that room early. So to me, if that room is dirty, that's a lazy housekeeper. Right. Take the time, clean it right, turn it over at the appropriate time, move on to the next room. Exactly. Didn't you say, too, the other night that part of the headboard was broken? Yes, they have a pirate wheel on the headboard. And actually, if you look closely at the video I'm putting up, uh, you can see where one of the spokes of the wheel is actually askew because it's broken off. Because you had mentioned when you stayed in that room with your son that he was he having He stood a- up there and played pirate, you know, and but the wheel doesn't spin. And I said that would have been really cool if they would have made that wheel spin. I mean, he stood there for an hour playing pirate. But then Pete was saying that his was broken. But yeah, so I, I'm guessing the kid... Walter was playing pirate too rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, overall, really and truly, from check-in to check-out, a great experience. Uh, fantastic resort. I would absolutely stay there again. Can't say enough good things about the staff. The staff, uh, the staff was, was amazing. I, I got to say, that was the biggest surprise of all to me because I really thought that level of Disney service was dead. And it's not. It's alive and well at the Caribbean Beach. And uh, I, I, I mentioned in my written review that after looking at the Pirate Room, I was going to entitle this review, The Caribbean Beach Needs Some Caribbean Bleach. But uh, fortunately, fortunately, that ended up not, not being the case. They, they turned that around well. So if you are planning on staying at the Caribbean Beach, rest assured, uh, you're, you're in for a treat. It's a, it's a really beautiful resort. So that is my review of Disney's Caribbean Beach. And that will do it for this week's show. Next week, Teresa Eccles will tell us about some of the discounts that are currently available in and around the Orlando area. And Kevin Close will have his dining review of the Flying Fish at Disney's Boardwalk. So that will do it for us this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I hate corned beef. Bye, Julie. Bye, Julie. Go make a person.